Hey everybody and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 157 entitled Nindies Incoming and this is recorded on September 10th, 2018 and I am not alone. My name is Steve but I'm also joined by Greg. How's it going Greg? Good. How's everyone going? Doing here. Doing good. Doing good. Barry, how's it going with you? Been busy but I'm here. Cool. Cool. So uh, thanks for all of you guys that are joining us in the chat as well. Uh, if you're new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast, make sure that you do jump in the pod, uh, in the chat room and uh, throw your comments about everything that we talk about. If you're listening to this after the fact, we do record this live and we would love for you to join in as well. Pretty much every other Monday we uh, are recording live on YouTube. So make sure you find us on, uh, on there and subscribe. Hit that bell to be alerted every time we go live with uh, podcasts, with other events and um, videos. We got game chats. We have um, industry talks. We have a bunch of interviews and gameplay videos, a bunch of stuff. So uh, make sure you do subscribe and hit that bell. And um, if, if you prefer the audio version, you can also subscribe on your favorite uh, podcast app of choice. That'd be awesome as well as uh, leaving us a, a positive comment um, when you enjoy the show. That'd be great. Um, but uh, today's show is all about a lot of uh, showcases that have been happening lately, especially all about the Nindies, uh, the Nintendo independent uh, games that they bring over. Um, but before we jump into that, uh, as always, uh, we just want to talk about what we've been playing lately. So, Greg, let's go to you first. Uh, what have you been playing lately? Let's see. I've been playing... Um... Moonfall Ultimate, because I uh, got sent a review code. I also sent one over to Barry. It's a fun, kind of like a real-time action game where you just got to take down a number of enemies and solve some other objectives. You level up your skills and abilities. You do all sorts of fun things like uh, smash into enemies and block and defend and lots of other stuff. So that was basically the main game that i've been playing i've been trying to squeeze in octopath traveler here and there but mostly it was uh, moonfall ultimate over the last few weeks so that's what i've been playing cool cool would you recommend it so far or are you do you feel like you need to get some more uh what's more time with it first i think i need a little bit more time i'm kind of leaning probably on the not a heavy recommendation because it's not Typically, my kind of style of play. I'm not really one for the like the live action games. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, Barry, what have you been playing lately? Other than I know you've been building a lot of shelves, but uh, anything else uh, been occupying your time? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, unlike the last few podcasts, I can say I've done more than just Octopath because I'm done with Octopath. Um, I have been doing Moonfall Ultimate, although uh, I've been having some problems with the uh, the game crashing on me. Uh, I've also been playing Iro Hero, which is a 2D shooter I was sent to review. Uh, I've been doing Lifeless Planet, which is an interesting uh, indie game uh, that I'm doing with Mike uh, to review. And uh, I did the Mega Man 11 demo, which I wasn't going to do, but I decided to do it because I'm a huge Mega Man fan. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot just because I need, just wanted a break. I figured it would be quick. And I liked it. You know, I'm definitely getting the, the real game. And then uh, now I've been doing Victor Van, uh, which uh, which I just got for review, and that one I really like because it's like Diablo, and I really <laughs> like Diablo, so it's like oh this is great. Um, but yeah, it that that's really what I've been playing. But it, it's when I've had time, yeah. like I haven't played nearly what I would have liked to have played, and, and sunk the the amount of hours into them that I would have liked to have you know, sunk, uh, just because of real life. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, 
So it's been good to say something other than Octopath. Like, I love Octopath, but it's one of those things that after 65, 70 hours, it's kind of nice to move on to something else. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so I have, uh, I've been playing, I did play Octopath Traveler. I played the prologue, um, the free prologue event and everything, and um, got the three hours, uh, a little bit more of that. Um, I'm still debating if I want to get the whole game. Like, I, I know I was like all into it and everything, and now I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, I'll probably eventually get it. But the cool thing is, with it being you know a single player adventure, I can get it at any point and and eventually um, enjoy it. So that's it's a cool thing, and I'm and it's one of, also one of those games that I feel I'm pretty uh, comfortable staying away from spoilers and things like that. So I'll eventually roll around getting it. Maybe. Um, wait till it's on sale or something like that. But I feel like the it was cool to have three hours of the prologue for free um, to test it out. And now I know I don't need to necessarily rush out to get it. Um, it's a great game. I really enjoyed it, but it's kind of like I had enough of it to kind of satisfy me for now. And I think I'll probably wait. Um, maybe it goes on sale or maybe I just have a, a lull and and time where I can actually dedicate to it. And then I'll probably eventually get it. So that's uh, that's been... One of the things I've been playing, um, let's see, I also played uh, more Rocket League, but that was that's always a thing for me. Um, and then, um, which I'm enjoying the the new updates that they've added to the game. Um, so like they kind of redid how you upgrade in your uh, your rankings and stuff now, and you're able to to gain some more uh, additional um, equipment and and accessories and things like that as you as you rank up. Um, so that's been kind of cool to play around with as well. And uh, I also played Paladins for the first time. So um, Mike and I are going to be doing a eventual game chat on that. And so um, I've been putting it on my uh, you know to do list for for a while. And uh, so the other day, I booted up and and played it for you know a little bit. Uh, did a lot of online streaming. So if you are um, on our our YouTube channel, you can see my my first uh, my first efforts with Paladins uh, from the other day and it was rough starting into it but actually it's probably one of the games that like I, I know I was probably matched up with other players that are like the equal level as I am so I understand that but um, but like my first game was really really rough but by like the third or fourth game I felt like I was actually doing really well and uh, kind of getting the hang of the game and and being able to hold my own against uh, the other players so yeah, I, I wasn't necessarily matched up with, you know, level 50 or above or whatever players, um, people that are mostly on the same uh, par as me. But um, but it was pretty cool to to be able to, like, hold my own, I guess, with with players that that I found on there. So that was that was kind of cool. So I've been thinking um, about picking that up because it's free and at least trying it to join in on that game chat. But it's like, do I really want to throw that out there? Like another thing, you know, like, will I be yeah. able to give it my attention or not? Yeah, it is kind of cool because I think I think you know for the most part it's it's just an online game. It's kind of like Rocket League and and these other games like Fortnite and stuff like that. So so like you know once you do like get into it and everything, you could easily just go and play a couple games and then you know go on to whatever else you're doing. And so I think that's that's kind of the one of the cool things that I like about games like that is because you can you know hop in and hop out and it doesn't require you know thousands of hours of your time like uh xenoblade or something like that <laughs> so. speaking of which september 21st i'm expecting you to be playing steve i, I do have it pre-ordered 
I know. So. That's why I expect you to be playing. <laughs> I'm gonna put Octopath on travel on hold for a Xenoblade. Oh, Xenoblade! I, I like no spoilers. Xenoblade's a better game. Like I liked Octopath, and I put 70 hours into it. But I also put like 350 hours into Xenoblade too. Like there's no contest. <laughs> <laughs> Xenoblade Two is just a better game. There's me to fight here. And that's why. Oh. That's why game reviews are highly subjective. So. <laughs> Well, you didn't even play Xenoblade 2, so you can't even put an objection there. <laughs> I have played the first one. They're totally different games. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what we've been playing, Let's anything else? Uh, um, Greg, anything that's kind of come out lately that you're like, man, uh, you wish you had enough time to get to? It's, uh, it's a brand new release from the last couple weeks. Well, I did get... I know it actually doesn't come out until for a couple of days, but I did get a code for Time Carnage, so um, hopefully I'll have a chance to start that soon. I didn't even touch that yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that one just like came in over the weekend, and I was like, oh, I don't really have time for this right now. But within the last few weeks, I haven't really seen a whole lot of stuff to like be picking up. It's it seems like a lot of stuff is coming out like in the next couple of weeks that I'm going to really want to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like on our last podcast, even when we were looking forward to the next couple of weeks, most of us didn't really have a whole lot. We were really expecting over the last um, couple of weeks, uh, Barry, anything that kind of popped out that you weren't um, really expecting to be excited about, but maybe did pop up, but you haven't had time for. I want to, I want to give a SNK heroines a try. Uh, I, I have it, but it's just, you know, I know a fighting game won't take me too long to, to get at least my fill through, but it's it's I got so many games to review, and and that the twenty first, it's only eleven days away, and that is a there's a con this weekend to go to, so it's like oh, I don't have the time. Uh, you know, a uh, candle comes out tomorrow. That that looks interesting. Uh, Mutant Football League, I enjoyed that on the Genesis. That's coming back. Cat Quest, I've heard nothing but good things about. Never played it, so it's like ugh, just too many good games. There's just <laughs> that's it. There's, I'm not even touching. You know, some of the releases, like a Dust just came out. And a Dust I actually beat and played on the 360. Um, and that is one of those games that, that is getting a physical with limited run. But if you have money on the eShop and you don't care about physical or not and you just want to play a great Metroidvania, like people raving about Hollow Knight and all that, like Dust blows it out of the water. Like Dust is just one of those amazing, amazing games. And I'm, I'm excited to see people get to experience it that didn't get to before. Have you played Hollow Knight? I played a little bit of Hollow Knight, but Dust is like watching like a Don Bluth animated uh, movie, but knowing that outside of the music, the entire game was done by one person just made me fall in love with it even more. And the story is good, and the action combat is good, and it's, I guess, a Metroidvania. Um, yeah, it's it's an awesome game, and it's beautiful. Yeah, I do like the Metroidvania games, so I know it's it's perfect for you. Um, but yeah, that comes out tomorrow, I believe, on the or it comes out this week on Thursday, and then uh, there's a limited run version. I think that was already up for pre-order uh, right now nice. uh, for physical. Cool, man. I keep getting these emails from Limited Run. They're popping out the Switch games like crazy. Oh. Yep, I'm liking like, it, but my wallet's not. <laughs> Although, yeah, I mean, it's it's like good news, bad news for you, right? <laughs> well, they just did like ukulele, and like the collector's edition sold out like like wildfire. 
Like, and it's, I don't know if you saw the collector's edition. It's like the box is like an N64 box and it comes with a mock N64 cartridge and all that stuff. Uh, it looks nice. That's awesome. Well, let's jump into the news uh, for this week. And this week, like I said, um, we're calling it this uh, episode Nindy's Incoming because there were two big uh, Nindy showcases that uh, hit um, YouTube on, uh, and I think probably Twitch and everything as well, but uh, from Nintendo Europe and Nintendo of America. And uh, there was another Nintendo Direct. Unfortunately, they got uh, postponed um, because of some uh, some tragedies that happened over in Japan. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit later, but we're going to jump into these two different Nindy showcases. Uh, Barry, tell us first about this European one and uh, what they announced and what kind of dive into the discussion about uh, those games before we dive into the North American one. Yeah, uh, we, we briefly touched on it last podcast, um, just towards the end. But out of nowhere, like, woke up and, oh, here's this Nintendo Direct from Europe. And, you know, I was a little skeptical about it. Like, you know, I don't like usually watching Directs from other nations because... As we know, Nintendo of America doesn't like to copy what Nintendo of Europe and, and Japan does. So when Japan gets a great game like Xenoblade and then Europe gets a great game like Xenoblade and America goes, well, you wouldn't like this great game, so we're not going to give it to you. Um, so I tend to not watch them because I don't want to get my hopes up for games that I'm not going to get to play. Uh, but it, it seems this was intentional um, because Nintendo of America did their own and actually you know, referenced this. Uh, calling theirs a part two, which is great. So we get we get more uh, Nindies, and all these games are coming or are out uh, in our region. Uh, so they did show off uh, several. The biggest surprises um, were three games we're launching on the date, which are all out now, Bad North, Morphe's Law, and uh, Prison Architect. But they did show a couple others. Um, Night Call, they did Monster Boy, which is one I've personally been looking forward to. Uh, Gardens Between, Streets of Roge, uh, Moonlighter, which is another one that that's getting a physical too. Uh, this War of Mine, uh, which was was shocking to see. Children of Morta, uh, Everspace, uh, Baba is You, which is probably the weirdest looking trailer of the whole bunch that I, I just <laughs> yeah. did not understand what the heck was going on. Uh, Say the Spire, uh, Windjammers, uh, which is great to see. It's an old Neo Geo game. And then Windjammers 2, you know, uh, this is a game that was in the early 90s and is now getting a sequel, you know, almost 2020. Um, but that's they're both coming to Switch. Uh, Terraria, which is a game that's been on pretty much everything. You know, even Wii U and, and 3DS, I believe, had it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, you know, Prison Architect, Morphe's Law, which are which are out. And I know Morphe's Law is one of those that we were, we all saw it when we first, you know, was shown off. Like, oh, this looks like a Nintendo shooter. Like, this is something that N64 style, like we would have been playing. And I don't think any of us have even touched it. <laughs> <laughs> Too many other things. Too many other things. And you know, I've heard good things about it. Um, it was overall very positive. Nindy's uh, direct. It was it was short. I mean, it was I think like 15 minutes or so. Um, but it was nice just to see these titles out there because they want to they want to put out something like 20 games a week, which is ridiculous. But they need something to fill this year, and they want to sell 20 million switches this year. So again, they need uh, titles to do it. And there's some really great titles, and then there's just some really weird titles. Um, no, no real huge surprises though. A lot of this stuff was already announced prior to. It wasn't like, oh my God, Smash Brothers being announced for the first time. You know, Monster Boy, we've known for coming for a long time. Moonlighter, we knew was coming for a long time. Um, 
Windjammers we knew for, for for a while, and then a lot of its stuff that's on other systems, Prison Architect, Terraria, uh, this War of Mine, um, those are all other other systems. And then there's Baba is You. That was a big surprise. Yay, Baba is You, which, which I don't think I'm ever going to touch. I think if they give me a code, I'm probably just going to be like, look, this isn't my game. <laughs> you sent it to the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who wants the code? I'll pay you to take the code. It just not not look like a game for me. Yeah, I, I still don't. I've, I watched uh, the little teaser thing like several times and I still don't understand anything about what's going to happen, nor do I want to understand it. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I guess Nintendo seal of quality. I mean, and I could, it could be a fantastic game. It could absolutely be a fantastic game. And, and if one of my friends came over and said, dude, I got this, you have to check it out. I'll, I'll humor them and, and tr- you know, at least watch. But in terms of me dropping money on it, no. Now, if Limited Run suddenly goes, Bob is used getting a physical, I have no choice. So that's the only way it's getting my money. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. It could be, you know, like, I don't see it in the same level as, as something like Snipper Clips. But, oh, no. but when I saw Snipper Clips in the very beginning, I was not that excited. I was like, this is dumb. Like, why would I get And it was one of my favorite games that year. Um, and still is one of my favorite multiplayer games. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think it's on the same level as that, but I have been surprised before by things that I thought were dumb. And so who knows? <laughs> um, Greg, any, any of these like stand out to you that, that you're really excited about? Um, other than Morphe's Law, we both talked about it, uh, you know, and, and Barry as well. Like 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 you said, you know, we, we were all really excited about it. So excited that we all jumped and downloaded it right away. <laughs> no, no, that didn't happen at all. Um, <laughs> but anything else um, in addition to that? Um, Kind of stand out. Well, the Monster Boy has kind of intrigued me. Like when I've seen some of the trailers, like a while ago. I mean, I think it's had a number of delays and stuff. So it's something I've been kind of like looking forward to, kind of seeing. Um, Moonlighter looked really, really good as well. Um, Children of Morta seemed kind of interesting. I mean, it's kind of hard from a lot of the trailers, but with like a really packed like holiday season with like smash brothers and a lot of these are just gonna probably wait until they get like sales like next year or something for me i think just to put a little ease on the wallet so cool yeah other than other than morphe's law like the the only one that really stands out to me that i that i'm excited to eventually try and i know uh, most people most gamers have already um played this war is mine on on another system um like I know it was really big on on Steam and everything too, but um, but I never actually got a chance with it. And I know that it's like this this great story that that's like it's different than most video games. And and I love I love the the heart and the idea behind it. And so um, I'm I'm probably going to end up getting that um, just to finally kind of catch up with with all the other people that have that have played that before and had that experience before, um, just to kind of just to experience something a little different from, from games um, that I'm looking forward to. Um, and, and I think that's one of the cool things that, that I'm seeing with all these, this independent developer like push um, again from Nintendo is that we're seeing games that, um, that are, are like that or, or like that made a big splash on steam or other places um, that was very indie uh, friendly. And, and now they can have another life on, on Nintendo switch. Um, and it even reached me um, who doesn't really like I, I, my main computer is a Mac. And so there's not a whole lot of games that are available on, on uh, steam for Mac. And so um, now I can get a chance to, to play some of those games that, that other people have had, you know, for a while, but, but now they're the second life is, is includes people like me. 
So that's been. Did you ever cool. play uh, Wonder Boy, Steve? I did not. No, I. It was never um, something that that I that I picked up or anything. Yeah. You know? I was gonna say because Monster Boy is part of the same series, yeah. and that looks great. Yeah, it's it's interesting enough. Like like I'll take a look at it. I, I'm not. I'm not probably gonna download it as soon as it comes out. Um, but I'll I'll definitely be looking into it a little more. So, um, anything uh, other than what you mentioned earlier, Barry, that you're uh, going to be particularly excited about from this list? I, you know, Monster Boy is getting a physical, and Moonlighter is getting a physical. So those two are the biggest ones. And Windjammers, I believe, both of them are getting physicals. Uh, again, a lot of this stuff, unfortunately, has been on other platforms, so it almost feels like catching up. And it's kind of interesting because. I don't know if it was exactly around this time when this came out or it was maybe like a week or so after, but uh, I got a notification uh, that Redout was now rated by the ESRB, and it made me think of this um, because I don't know if you guys know the story of Redout, how it was revealed for pre-order the January during during the, the big event. It was one of the very first games shown off, and, and in terms of pre-ordering, it wasn't shown off at the event. And it's going to come out the same time as the other systems and oh now it's delayed and the other systems versions are out and now all canceled like amazon was like oh your pre-order's canceled so everyone assumed it was just canceled for the system and it almost seems like they were like oh well wait, crap the, the switch is really doing well maybe we should put this out uh and that's what i feel like right, right now the switch is so hot that everyone's taking their games and a lot of them are great games and they're throwing them on the switch for people who haven't got to play them or want to get them portable. And I think that's great. Um, I don't think they're going to move systems though. I think they're supplementary games and, and I'm happy for this. Um, but I was hoping for just like a really good surprise because even like, it looked like they were trying to build up like, Oh, wind jammers too. Like here's our surprise, but that was already revealed beforehand. You know, we knew it was coming. I don't know. You can't really do major surprises with like the indie games. I feel like a lot of them are like, yeah, these look really, really cool. And then it's not like, oh, I'm just going to, I need to purchase a Switch to have it. That's usually more Nintendo's role, I I feel at least. I mean, you can, though. There are some really great indie games that, that do move, um, that absolutely do move units. Uh, like Fortnite, for example, uh, is one of them. Killer Queen Black. I mean, that, that got right in there along with Hollow Knight in, in the E3 presentation. Uh, you know, and in, in the, the one we're going to talk about here shortly, they tried to do something at the end of the American one. Oh, one more thing. And, and that, that fell horribly flat. Um, that was almost as bad as Peggle 2's announcement. Um, if, if you guys remember that, that was, that was pretty terrible. If you don't, just look it up on, e, on uh, YouTube. It's fantastic. Uh, but, uh, you know... There are some indie titles that truly do pull, and there are ones that they could get work. And there are a lot of what's the what's the type I'm thinking of? They're just they have a cult following, even though they may not be great. Like Slender is a terrible game, but it has a cult following. Fright Five Nights and Freddy's is a pretty terrible game, but it has a cult following. Um, or they could throw out a really good cult following game like Doki Doki Literature Club, which would probably throw everybody by surprise. Um, do something like that. Do take a game or at least a game from another developer. Like the messenger was shown off at the last Indies uh, or Nindie showcase, and that's getting like rave reviews. Tons of people were talking about playing it. It's getting you know a lot a lot of buzz. 
So they're they're out there, you know. And Monster Boy is one of them. But but again, that's been announced beforehand. We need new stuff announcements. Yeah. Well, with uh, European direct out of the way, we also, uh, like we alluded to, there was a North American one the next week. Greg, tell us about what they announced at the uh, the North American one, and uh, then we can d- jump into discussion about those games. Yeah, so um, there was 22 games that were shown off in the showcase, kind of similar in size and length, I believe, to the European one. The first one they did, covered was the Hyperlight Drifter Special Edition that comes out on, well, already out already. Towerfall was next with it for September 27th. Treasure Stack, like a Tetris kind of like game, winter 2018. Zarvat, October 2018. Nico's Night Market, early 2019. Samurai Gun 2, early 2019. Bullet Age, November uh, 2018, The World Next Door, early 2019, Level Head, November 2018, King of the Hat, early 2019, Untitled Goose Game, early 2019, Desert Child, December 2018, Wasteland 2, Director's Cut, they'll be out in three days, September 13th, Bastion, same day, The Messenger, we already kind of briefly discussed that, that's already out. Undertale, September 18th. Jack, Jackbox Party Pack 5, October 2018. Transistor, November 2018. Dragon, March for Death, December 13th. Light Fingers, September 20th. Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP, October 2018. And finally, Into the Breach uh, was already released. It released the day of the announcement, which was on August 28th. So that was a lot of coverage there. So I think as they even mentioned and that Barry already said, a lot of this was a continuation. And I think a lot of the dates kind of display that. A lot of these are like winter and October, November, and early next year already so that was the bulk of them anyways cool so uh so yeah it seems like again um playing catch up a little bit so which is which is great you know for people that that didn't get a chance to to play these games before but they already have a switch um i'm thinking like you again uh very i don't know if any of these are are things are games that are gonna you know be system sellers but it's gonna be kind of cool to get maybe a little bit of a second life um you know with with people that already have a switch um anything stand out to you barry that uh that just that really was really great or or anything like that oh i think you're muted yeah, there you go. Uh, I've got to slightly disagree with you on that. I think you're. Yeah. Uh, I think there was absolutely a system seller in there, but uh, untitled goose game. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, you know, the, the, like you like you said, and I said too. A lot of catch up. You know, Hyperlight Drifter uh, is, is a great game. Towerfall is a great game. I mean, that was that was Ouya's big game. That was their big exclusive. Uh, people bought Ouya's just for Towerfall. As sad as that is. Um, poor, poor, I, I'm one of them. I bought Doya too. I, I, but uh, Wasteland <laughs> Two, uh, you know, is ready out. 
on other systems. The Messenger, which just came out, Bastion, which was a phenomenal. That was an Xbox Live Arcade exclusive for a while. Transistor, yeah. same team. Um, you know, and some of these games are fantastic. Like these are honestly, I would buy a system for these games if I didn't play them already. Um, and that's a big if. Uh, Samurai Gun Two got me more excited than I normally would have, only because I was previously at a party, uh, friend's house, and they had Samurai Gun downloaded, and they're like, "Oh, let's just play it." And it was four players, and we're like, "All right, sure, whatever." Yeah, I didn't know what it was, and uh, I had a lot of fun. I had more fun than I thought I would. And I had no idea what it was going in. So when I saw this, I was like, all right, you know, like I'm actually excited for this one. Um, this is great. Um, but, you know, they, they ended with the Into the Breach, which looks like a cool game, but that's not a system selling game. That's a very niche game. If they ended with Untitled Goose Game, that would have been different because every it was like almost unanimous. Everyone's like, the direct was pretty good. A lot of stuff we already knew. Undertale, another, another great game, but it's on other platforms. Um, but that untitled goose game, we need that. Like I never knew I needed to be a jerk <laughs> goose for my life, but now I absolutely must. And and I even showed that to my wife. I'm like, this is all you need from the direct. And I showed it to her. She's like, oh, I want that game. Like, when is that coming out? I need that game. So, you know, it, it got a lot of positive buzz. Being a jerk on a Nintendo platform, there's just some kind of allure to it. Like, that's how I know Grand Theft Auto. Like, if it ever gets on, it's going to sell like crazy. Because people apparently like to be jerks on Nintendo platforms. And I'm going to be with them because the Untitled Goose game looks amazing. And, uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> didn't, didn't that uh, meme runner get taken down, though, for the, on the Wii U? <laughs> it might have. But th this is going to stay for a while. Yeah. This, this got too much positive buzz. Yeah, yeah. So Greg, are you wanting to uh, to be uh, to be a jerk goose, or uh, is that get you sure, excited? Yeah. Or anything else on there that you're excited about? Yeah, that one definitely seems pretty interesting. I might be taking a look at that closer to the release of it. Also, what Barry said, the Samurai Gun Two and Bullet Age are both kind of similar games using guns and swords. It seemed kind of interesting. Um, Messenger obviously is already out, but might try to see about getting into that as well um those are the, some of the main ones that had stuck out at least to me after re-watching it today so nice yeah i um I, I just echo what you guys have said you know some of those that stood out to me um i was actually really surprised to see games like bastion on there it was like because i had kind of forgot about that game i know it got so much praise when it first came out and i was actually one of those people that it almost made me want to buy an xbox at the time like it was it was a, a potential system seller for me um <laughs> when when it first came out like i almost went because i wanted that experience now, several years later, I'm like, ah, maybe I'll get it, but I, I still know it's a, it's a fantastic game. And I'm, but now I'm like, ah, there's so many other games now. But, uh, but it, I was actually really surprised to see that on the list. Um, the other, the other one that that popped out to me um, is, and, and it, they really didn't spend any time on it at all in in the showcase. Um, but was Jackbox uh, Party Pack Five. Um, if you guys have not played any of the Jackbox games, um, listeners, you need to do yourself a favor and uh, and get some people together and and download one of the Jackbox games. Actually, their Drawful Two game uh, is on sale right now in the eShop, and uh, you can check that out. But uh, Jackbox uh, Party Packs One through Four are on Switch. They're on like every system. You can get them on your 
they're on iOS and you can get them on Xbox and PS4 and all those different things. But so no matter what system you have, do yourself a favor, download one of those party packs and uh, and get some friends together. It will be a blast. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see um, Party Pack 5 is going to be, you know, only a month away. Um, I will definitely be getting it and, and having some friends over and playing it. It's just it's a blast to play those games. Have you guys have you guys uh, played any Jackbox? Yeah, I have. I, I grew up with You Don't Know Jack. And then when they started doing these, I played them with friends. Uh, that's my only beef with it is that you can't really do them solo. You really need people. But they are absolutely a blast to play with friends. Uh, you know, like the, our, our living room switch is pretty much designed just for gathering people around and, and doing things like Jackbox. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, I think the whole entire holiday season. So like Christmas, New Year's, um, that I spent with my family. Um, I, I brought my switch back and I'm pretty sure the only games we played on it with my family was Jackbox party pack, uh, three and four, like, that was that was all we did. Um, I had so many other great games, but it was it was awesome just to keep coming back to that. And you can play with your own devices, so like your phone, your computer, your tablets, um, which is great. And like I think some of the games up to like eight or ten or something, players can get in on it. So it's it's always a blast to, to bring some friends and family around. So Greg, have you ever checked out those games? No, not at all. I don't really have a lot of people that have those kinds of games or go to people's house that might have something to be interested in looking at that so it's like trivia a lot of trivia games yeah. and you use your phone and it's just like fun useless trivia or unique trivia or or things where you have to like 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 cards against humanity kind of deal where you have to pick the best yeah. phrase thrown out so it, it's very accessible to even like you know a grandmother can play right yeah i know i just haven't really put any thought into getting it because we don't really have a lot of stuff going on over at our house so yeah well, I've thought about a lot of times like we need to do some uh, some Nintendo Fuse game nights, and so Greg, you're gonna get a chance to play it with with us sometime. We'll we'll stream it and and figure out how to work out the whole lag thing. I know a lot of people do that on Twitch. I'm still not sure how the, all the lag works, and if you guys know, we'll we'll talk about it off, offline. Um, but uh, maybe if if you're if you're listening, you're watching later, and you know how to work that all, give me all the details and everything. Throw it in the throw it in the comments. Uh, tell me exactly how to play. Uh, you don't know Jack or our Jackbox games online, and uh, I'll follow your instructions, and and we'll we'll have some game nights in the future, and and Greg will definitely include you in there, so you can have some fun with us. Sounds like fun. So, uh, yeah, anything that that was pretty much the big ones that stood out to me, other than the ones you mentioned. Um, anything else you want to talk about with these Nindies directs before we move on? Um, I think it's neat that they're doing them. Um, they, they definitely help ease the weight in between uh, real directs. Um, and I, I think that they need to highlight just how many games are coming to the Switch because a lot of people uh, don't even realize that they're out there. And, you know, it's like, oh, the Switch is getting a ton of games or, and we're just waiting for Smash. Or, like, the Switch only has Smash and Pokemon and Mario Party this, this holiday. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, have you seen what's coming out? There's a ton of great games. Yeah, I know. There's also kind of the perception that some people really don't, like, think the indie games are, like, real games. So it's like, like oh, there's these, these small games that, and there's other people, that, there's those types of people that don't like those games, so. I've seen it on Facebook and stuff too. So, well, you know, there's, there's different types of people. There's people who only play FIFA, and that's all they do. I mean, to each their own. There's nothing wrong with that. But to say it doesn't have any games is just wrong. <laughs> there's tons coming out. 
Right. Right. And then we've even got some, you know, comments on, you know, previous YouTube videos or on, on Twitter and stuff like that about, you know, kind of people kind of bashing on the the switch and everything, how it has no games. I don't know what you guys play on it and everything. And, you know, <laughs> our comments are usually like, Oh, you mean this, 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 and then like we run out of characters that we can actually write um, because there's so many great games. And those are just usually the, the first party games that we're talking about. And then you have this entire list of, of new Nindies, but also uh, existing ones that we're playing catch up on. And, yeah, there's some definitely some great games, and I'm I'm glad that a lot of these are are getting highlighted. But like you guys said as well, like it, it'd be great to see some some newer ones, and especially like more and more uh, the ones that hit at the same time as, as other systems, and, and not just playing catch up. You know, several months or or years later, um, it'd be great to to see them hit all at the same time. So that and that and if that happens, they could potentially be system sellers because uh, people might get them. But if, if they're out for something they already have, then like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll get that. I'll get it on that or, or later or something like that. I do you remember know. from the Nindies thing, like the announcer guy was saying a couple times, I was like, Oh, it releases first on switch. Like it's a timed exclusive. So uh, there, I know there's some games that are under that light, but in terms of them all releasing at the same time, I'm sure that's still another like year down the line when it's, everything can be more aligned and everything and people have already seen and know to develop a switch port at this point so yeah so far any of those that say timed exclusives have not been that exciting to me <laughs> so i'm like i don't know how yeah. long how hard it was for them to get a timed exclusive for this game because i don't know if it, anybody else is really clamoring for it uh, well see i don't know if you guys remember or not um there was a time it was 2000 I want to start in 2009, 2008 or so maybe, um, when Xbox Live Arcade really started taking off. And they used to do Summer of Arcade. And Summer of Arcade was like five titles every other week. And they were big games. They made a big deal about it. They had, you know, Major Nelson did a thing on it. They did his whole huge trailers for it. And they had Bastion was one of those games that came out then. They had Torchlight come out. They had... Uh, Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance came out. Um, they had a bunch of great, great uh, hardcore, the the Contra sequel. Uh, they just had tons of great games. And like they specifically picked like the five best for the year, and they highlighted them, and they sold systems. Like It was an event. It was People were like clamoring, looking forward to what the next year's Summer of Arcade is going to be. And, and the, now it seems like, you know, the industry's kind of shifted and there's there's so many now there's so many great system sellers and i almost feel like nintendo could do something similar could highlight these and do a summer of, of nindies or, a, or even a, a a christmas of nindies or whatever um but they don't they're just too many they're just like open the floodgates here's everything that made xbox live good and everything that made psn good with a few of our own all at the same time go have fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'd agree and i think i think that sometimes does help because i don't know like um you know there's a lot of different people that like take marketing and, and communications and stuff people that they will say like if if the message is too big then it doesn't really hit anybody and i and i feel like that's sometimes the 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 case with you know you have this list of 22 games that's cool 22 games are coming out but we hit them and we move on um, sort of thing. But what if they they said, okay, th yeah, there are 22 games, 
But here is one or two, or like you said, five over the summer or whatever that we really want to highlight, that we really truly believe in, that we think will change your life by you playing it. And we're really going to pour into this and we're going to give some special deals. We're going to have some tournaments around it, whatever it is. And uh, that kind of, you know, it doesn't, you know, it, it says, yes, there's there's 22 great, great games. And this combined with the other one, that's like almost 50 games. It's great. But what about these you know, certain ones that we kind of elevate above the rest um, could help to actually sell some systems. They could do something like that with the online service. They could actually do like, you know, every other week or every week be a tournament for a game online and have it, you know, for, for 10 weeks, five of those weeks be really awesome, brand new indie or Nindy games that are exclusive that really push the hardware. Um, and then the other five could be classics. Though, hey, you know what, we're going to do, you know, a Super Metroid tournament and see how fast you can go through or, you know, for speedrunners or, you know, do, bring back, you know, Smash Brothers 64 and see how well you can do against other people online or, or even go to some bizarre or, or, you know, forgotten about, you know, titles that Nintendo, you know, has published. And there's a ton or even even third parties, you know, say they're, they're buddy buddy with treasure. Hey, Mischief Makers. How many people remember that awesome game on the N64? Put a challenge out for that. You know, you have this online service. You're saying you're going to offer games, and you're offering us golf, uh, and that, that's, that's and he has golf. Like that's, that's not doing it. So this could be a great way to get people interested as well as subscribe to the service. Yeah, yeah. I would like to add, even if they allow you to get like one uh, like indie games or something like a month or every other month, that would be fantastic too. I mean, there's just so many awesome games. So. It'd be hard to even be able to pick one, even if it was a limited selection. That's true. I uh, I played a lot of golf back in the day. I, I don't think I'm gonna play anymore, but I played a lot when I was younger. But <laughs> um, all right, uh, so we did have one other uh, big event, uh, kind of online event that did happen um, over the last couple weeks, and uh, we found out about a new uh, mobile game from Nintendo, and it's not. Uh, you know, what we, I think, expected, you know, like another Mario or Pokemon or Zelda or whatever, you know, existing franchise. We got something new. Barry, what, what's this game all about? Yeah, um, it's interesting because we were talking about how we, we have no idea what their mobile strategy is. Last thing they did was Pocket Camp, which was holiday of last year, I think November. And it's like, what what are you, what are you doing? Like, is, are you doing any more? Did you just give up? Uh, but no, out of nowhere, they're like, hey, we have a new Direct for a new mobile game. And it's... Uh, Dragalia Lost, a brand new IP. It's an RPG, an action RPG. Um, Psy Games is developing it with Nintendo. So this is a new IP. So this very well could get, uh, you know, on the Switch later on. Uh, it's an interesting uh, take, but it's a mobile game, and it's a freemium game. And what I mean by that is it's free to start, and there's login bonuses, and then there's the gotcha system from Fire Emblem, you know, Heroes, and all that to get new dragons and new party members and new items. And it's all random. And the game looks good. The story looks good. The character designs look good. The dragon designs look good. But it's also one of those things that I'm a big Tales of fan. And they had uh, an RPG that Tales of on the mobile. I can't remember what it is now. I, I did play it for a little bit, and I was like, oh, this is great, a full-fledged Tales game on the mobile. And it was just go around this generic map and kill four enemies and or four battles, and like that's it. And I was like, this is 
bare bones and you're asking me to spend money on this. Um, and I, I get the same feeling. Like I have a feeling it's going to get in. It's going to be like, this is great. And you're going to go through a map and you kill three or four enemies and you end the, the map and you're like, oh yeah, I did it. And, and then eventually you realize you're going to be doing the same thing over and over ad nauseum. Um, or you pay to do it faster or something. I don't know. Um, it looks good. It has potential. I did pre-register. Uh, I know uh, over 300,000 people pre-registered in Japan. Um, you know, I will download it and I will give it an honest try, but I'm not expecting amazing things out of it, even though it looks good. However, if this was even coming out for the 3DS as not a freemium game without all this gotcha crap, um, I would be all over it. Yeah. Greg, what are you thinking about Dragalia Lost? <laughs> My first initial impression was that it was a Fire Emblem Heroes clone. <laughs> I mean, straight down from like the characters and like they all kind of like, look the same. There's like the same kind of weapon triangle stuff. There's summoning to get new characters and even like the rarity of the character, which is the, the five star ra rarity thing. I mean, it, it, having been playing Fire Emblem for like the last year and a half, it just basically seemed like a carbon copy clone of the game and they instead of the turn-based combat of fire emblem it's the live action stuff so i don't know like barry was saying it is another gotcha game and obviously you have to be very careful putting money to progress and obviously those games are supposed to you're only supposed to play in short bursts and then wait whatever a few hours to get more stamina type thing to play some more so that's just kind of the nature of the game and seeing that fire emblem heroes i think is their most profitable mobile mobile game it makes perfect sense that they would i think it's second I, I think uh animal crossing and then mario and then fire emblem hmm. i think you saw the graph and it was the one that was actually the backwards graph about that was like the length of time that it took to reach that's oh, maybe that was money <laughs> where Fire Emblem Heroes took whatever, like a month to hit like a million or whatever it was, or 15 million. <laughs> maybe that was it. I, I didn't, yeah. I don't play them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I saw the graph and I was like, I thought Fire Emblem Heroes was super popular. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's saying length of time to achieve like a monetary threshold. So I'm like, yeah, that means the shorter one's the best. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, I think Super Mario Run was their best mobile game of the four. You know, well, that's because it's most most like the traditional game that you're like, okay, I yep. need ten dollars. Okay, this is my game. I can unlock everything. I don't have to pay a cent more than that ten dollars to enjoy it. So, yeah, yeah, I think it looks. I think it looks great, and I was actually excited about it. But uh, the, my biggest thing was, I wish this was coming to Switch. Um, like I was like, can I just buy the entire game and, and play it on my Switch instead? Um, and I think it's interesting at, that this game seemed to come on the tail end of uh, of Miyamoto being uh, quoted as, as saying something to the likes of that he prefers the pay one price and have your game uh, sort of mobile strategy and, and other things. And then they come out with, with this game, which is totally not the case. Um, and I actually went into it expecting them to say, okay, yeah, you're going to pay this much and it's yours to keep, but then, but then to have some freemium stuff and everything built in and kind of, kind of ropes you in, um, was surprising coming on the, the, the heels of, of him being quoted to, as saying that. Well, that's because Miyamoto feels that it's better to not be freemium. 
but the stockholders and the executives <laughs> on the board took a look at that graph and read it properly, unlike me, and saw Fire Emblem <laughs> Heroes and said, let's do another one of these uh, because clearly that got more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely no doubt that that it makes money. I think it's a it's unfortunate um, <laughs> because I prefer the other, and and a lot of people do. But but we still spend money, and they're still making a ton of cash on, on stuff like that. So I don't blame them from a business standpoint um, for keeping to do that. Um, but uh, you know, our preference would be not that. I think. Um, yeah, lesson learned: don't give these freemium games money. <laughs> if you take right. anything away from this podcast, that should be the main. <laughs> thing here you're, go you're, go buy Super Mario run again uh <laughs> so uh but yeah i think you know because of it being uh you know freemium and everything we'll all get a chance to to try it out and i'm sure um once it does come out we'll we'll give some thoughts here on uh, on the podcast and and maybe do a, a game chat about it as well and, and kind of share some further thoughts about it um about any of these games, make sure you do let us know what your thoughts are in the chat if you're uh, listening and watching live. But if, if not, if you're listening after the fact, make sure you let us know about uh, any game that you're particularly excited about from Degrelia Lost to any of these Nindies. Um, throw them in the comments below, and we'd love to see uh, see what you guys are saying. Um, so I think that's all the, the big announcements that actually did happen. Um, there was going to be one more Nintendo Direct that was rumored, uh, and it was going to happen on September 6th, so just a couple days ago. Uh, we were all gearing up for what the announcements were going to be. We were thinking, you know, maybe some more Smash Brothers stuff, uh, some additional um, games that may, could be announced, maybe some more information on Nintendo Switch Online. Um, who knows what they're going to announce uh, during this stuff, and, and then all of a sudden... Um, Yet another uh, horrible thing happened. Um, I feel like the last couple podcasts we've been un unfortunately sharing bad news and uh, a pretty bad um, earthquake uh, hit, uh, hit Japan and um, kind of out of respect, I think they decided to go ahead and, and postpone the Nintendo Direct. Um, and uh, I guess we, we understand that and everything makes sense. Um, but the, the unfortunate thing, the additional unfortunate thing on top of that is uh, some of the games that they were supposedly going to announce during that direct were going to come out that day and other announcements were already kind of planned around this and and then now we're getting a bunch of leaks um, because of of the uh, the Nintendo direct being postponed but the rest of the the stuff that was going to be announced is keep just keeps coming out so um, I, I actually kind of lost track uh, of everything that was going to be that that hasn't been announced since that day. Um, so I'm going to kind of lean upon you guys uh, on this. Anything that uh, that really stood out that I know, Barry, we were we were talking in Slack a little bit about some of the ones that you're particularly upset that uh, that kind of got spoiled now from because the direct didn't happen. Um, but either of you guys, I guess I'll, I'll go to to Barry first. But um, anything that kind of stands out that that was kind of spoiled since since then that um that stands out to you well i, I imagine they're going to probably show a new trailer for Mega Man 11 and announce the demos available today because that that happened um civilization six out of nowhere was announced so i have to assume that was going to be shown off um there's the just today the pokemon uh, let's go switch bundles were shown off i have to figure that was probably there uh, there's elite smash brothers one as well that could have been there too uh uh, for all we know, there was a new trailer also for Pokemon uh, Let's Go, uh, and that probably ripped right from the direct. <laughs> probably just like here it is. 
Um, there were there were a couple others. A Hat in Time. I forget if that was announced before or right after. Um, but it was. It just seems like developers just wanted to get the information out there. They had a set time, and they they didn't want to wait, or they couldn't wait. And it's unfortunate. And and a lot of the stuff is recorded beforehand. So anything that was like this is available today can't be used anymore. So we don't know if we're going to get this direct this week, next week, or if they're just going to it's canceled completely, which I think would be a travesty. Um, personally, I mean, I I understand why they why they postponed it, and I think it, out of respect. But at the same time, they have to respect their consumers too. They have they're a business. And it's one thing to say, you know, we're, we're doing this like a moment of silence kind of deal. Um, it's another thing to say, we're just going to throw it out in the garbage out of respect for you because that's not what people want. I, I can't imagine anyone in, in, in the earthquake that's, that died or survived would be like, you know what I really want in life? I want Nintendo to cancel that direct. Screw them. <laughs> like, I just can't imagine it. Like, so I don't know if we're going to get a direct maybe this week, maybe, maybe after a podcast, which usually happens. Um, but even if we get a direct, let's say tomorrow, boom, Nintendo Direct, how much of that direct is going to be what we were supposed to get last week? And how much of it is brand new? And it, are we going to get like, oh, this 35-minute direct is now a 10-minute direct because 25 minutes of it is already out there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine it's going to all of a sudden just going to trim a ton of what they're probably going to announce. I mean, they can still announce the stuff that's going to come out. Oh, there's the Yoshi you know. thing, too. Yeah, right. the, the title of Yoshi, which I won't say here in case you haven't known, uh, supposedly was leaked. And, and you can imagine, oh, there was probably a new new trailer for Yoshi with the name and a date. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Greg, any thoughts about this? Yeah, actually, the Yoshi thing was the only thing that really, I, really stuck to me because that's something I've been following. I was really excited to see it, more of it at E3, but it was, unfortunately, it was uh, not shown there. So to see that it actually possibly has an actual name. It definitely led to the belief that it was probably supposed to be revealed at the Nintendo Direct. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see whenever the it goes live, I guess. I'm assuming it might be next week unless it's later this week. But obviously, I think they have to do some more editing and stuff to change up some of the language and stuff the available today. And, re-record certain parts and whatnot so now the yoshi thing went live on their website so it's almost like they had a timer set to change their website to the name after the direct uh which is interesting they blew their own cover but do you think they're going to take things that weren't planned for the direct to fill in like oh we weren't going to talk about metroid prime 4 but now we need stuff for the direct so let's let's show a trailer for metroid prime 4 something to make this direct worthwhile um, so it's not 10 minutes of, you know, a few things and say, here's just a list of all the things we were going to announce that are already out or already announced. Hmm. Like, you think we're going to get something new? I mean, you can't really for say anything. I mean, they, they could have had something like whatever Super Mario Maker is coming out this year. I mean, we don't have no idea. So, I mean, there's that thing? rumor of new Super Mario Brothers. You and, yeah, there's, yeah. Yeah, I guess that that's that was kind of going to be my follow-up question to you guys is what do you think if, if this does in fact stay postponed 
and and we do see it eventually, maybe this week or next week. Um, what are they going to include potentially in this this final one that that does in fact happen um, because of, of all these reveals and stuff that did happen? Um, would they? Do you think they just they're going to trim it down and and just to the the stuff that wasn't announced now, or do you think they're going to tweak it, or do you think they're going to add new stuff to to fill in the gap? Greg, what do you think? I think it's going to be a combination of um, the last two things that you were saying, just maybe add in a few new things, but then also kind of just tweak some of the stuff and just still say like, oh, and Capcom's excited about Mega Man 11. There was a demo available, whatever, last week. I mean, they've done that before with the Nintendo Directs, like, oh, Super Mario 3D World was released last week, and you can still check it out. Here's a new trailer for the game. I mean... They've done that all the time where a game just released whatever a week or two ago and then they still show a trailer or give some sort of detail about it. So I wouldn't be surprised if it just tweaked in that nature and they leave it in there. Yeah. 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 I, I tend to think the same thing. What what do you think, Barry? I think they're gonna do um where they do like the highlights. You know, some directs have the highlights. And I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna be like going through like really like rapid fire quick like Mega Man 11 is still coming out in, in October just so you're aware you can get the demo today it's available now on the on the Switch eShop I don't know if you heard but Civilization 6 has been announced and blah 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 and just kind of go through them all really quickly just like here's all those things it's going to fill time it's going to be a shorter version but especially when you're dealing with third party you kind of work at an agreement to hey we're going to advertise for you I don't know if it's paid or what, but those third parties are expecting the views that a Nintendo Direct brings in. So even if it was something that came out today, let's—I don't know, like 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 a let's say uh, Dust was supposed to be shown off, just for example, um, they still might be under contract to show Dust off to get that attention brought to it. So it'd be like, hey, just so you're aware, it's it's out now. Uh, but here it is, if you like this kind of thing, and do it maybe in a headline version as opposed as opposed to like a full-blown three, four-minute trailer and a little bit talking about it. Um, other things are, you know, we still, it's it's September. There's still time for another direct before the holidays, which probably November, and Smash is in December. There's at least one more Smash direct probably in October, possibly two. They might do another direct and a 50-fact extravaganza again, um, but at least one more because... Sakurai said at the end of the last one, that's all we have for today, meaning there's more coming. Um, maybe they'll do a new one of the new characters. Maybe Sakurai will say, okay, put one of the new characters in there uh, just as something to drum up hype. Um, or they're going to pull deep. Maybe they're, maybe they're like, you know what, just to generate hype, we're going to throw something out of nowhere. Like, hey, Earthbound 3 or Mother 3 is getting remade in the 64DD version in 3D and here's the first shots of it. Just something out of left field because I think they really need to do something. I think if it comes out and it's all stuff that's been leaked or stuff we assumed or that has already been announced, people are going to be annoyed just because they wasted their time at this point. People set aside time to watch these things. 35 minutes. That's 35 minutes of their life. They'll be like, I already saw these trailers last week. Yeah, <laughs> they got to be something. Yeah. How crazy would it be if they just released the same thing? Yeah. It's just, well, you know, un unedited, well, nothing changed at all. <laughs> just released it a week late instead. <laughs> you know what? They could. It's Nintendo. Yeah. 
I honestly expected the Nindies American to be the exact copy of the European. I said that last podcast. I said, it's going to be the exact same. And I was wrong. I was pleasantly wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's something I would expect Nintendo of America to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, so we'll see. I mean, who knows? I mean, with the this usually state of our podcast, um, we'll be getting the announcement later tonight or tomorrow morning uh, that there's going to be a Nintendo Direct out of, out of the blue, and uh, we'll see what they announce. Um, one of the things they could announce, and and I think they they might, and hopefully they they will, is some more information on Nintendo Switch Online. So if you're uh, if you're new to our podcast, we are uh, we try to be as interactive as possible, and we want to take your your questions uh, via chat or via social media, or you can send in a, a question via. Um, email through uh, podcast and nintendofuse.com. And uh, one of the questions that we actually got last uh, episode that we just kind of run out of time, we didn't, weren't able to address uh, was on the topic of Nintendo Switch Online. And so I wanted to bring it into this week's discussion instead, as we just didn't get to it last uh, week. Um, but I, I brought it up a little earlier in our, in our rundown that we normally address uh, user questions because I think it kind of could tie in with this Nintendo Direct um, discussion here. And uh, the big question was, we think uh, that the online multiplayer and what we know about Nintendo Switch Online is, is good enough to subscribe to it. Um, and I think we've all went around and saying, you know, we're all, we, all going to give it a shot because we kind of partially we want to try it out, but partially we, we feel like it's our obligation to you guys to kind of try these things out and, and give it a shot to see. But uh, do you think what is, is announced so far uh, is good enough for a subscription? And then we'll kind of get into this discussion uh, about uh, the recent news and some other things like that. So based on, on what they've told us so far, uh, Greg, do you think it's it's a wise idea for the average Nintendo Switch owner to to subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online? I think it's a good idea if you enjoy playing the games like Splatoon 2 and um, Mario Kart and Smash Brothers, the eventual um, port or whatever new game for Super Mario Maker. I mean, if you enjoy all these online features, then it's without a doubt it's definitely good enough to subscribe even without the rest of the information um if you don't really play a lot of those like any of the games online or even on previous consoles then it's obviously unless it's more questionable if it's worth it so if you like the other features then yes definitely worth it if that's not enough for you then obviously then wouldn't be worth it yeah. but for me i'm definitely gonna get it i love the virtual console games and I would love to be streaming all the classic games and have online functionality built in. So that's good enough for me. Cool. Barry, what do you think? Based on what we know right now, is it good enough? I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say no for just a couple of reasons. Now, keep in mind, I am getting it. I already purchased it at Best Buy. I got my $20 year, dollar a year card. Um, like Greg said, first off, you have to want to play multiplayer games. That, that That's a given. Um, it's like saying, do you need gas? Well, do you plan on having a car you know, to drive? If you don't, then no, you don't need to go to the gas station and fill it up. Uh, really. So the online, when it comes to Nintendo, has always been spotty. Some work really well, some don't. But it's been free. So it's hard to complain when it's free. Now that we'll be paying for it, even if it is only $20, you expect 
higher quality when you pay for something. As the saying says, you get what you pay for. So Nintendo has yet to prove to me personally that their online stability is enough to handle the amount of people that will be using it this holiday. And I, I'm not worried about Mario Kart or Splatoon or anything. I, I'm worried about Smash. Smash is going to be a break. If Smash launches with Brawl online, it will be ridiculed. And even if they fix it, the damage may be done. So they need to have this infrastructure up. Now, they are putting it in September. They're definitely you know, going to give it some time. But you also don't want to piss off your early adapters. Like, we don't want three months of spotty internet that we're paying for. Uh, we want good. Uh, now, as for your other bonuses, I'm fine with virtual console games, especially with added online. I'm not happy with the selection of 10 so far they've shown off, and I don't know what the other 10 are going to be. I don't know if they're going to be permanent, if they're going to be rotating in and out, so then we lose them. That would really piss me off because there's nothing worse than saying, oh, I'd love to play this game online with you, but we can't anymore because I took it away. That defeats the purpose of having fun. They should leave it as a growing library, but they also need some hitters, heavy hitters. Then the 10 that they've shown off, I think all on the NES Classic Edition. Like, like, give us some real good heavy hitters. And they need they need stuff to come out to really truly showcase the online. They need system seller for it. They need you know Pokemon to come out and say we we have this, or even some Nindies, some great Nindies. Look, if you're online, you can do all this other stuff. Uh, and then of course there's the cloud save which is almost held hostage to begin with. It's bad enough that our saves are locked onto our systems and they can't be transferred. So if your system breaks and you have to send it for repair, you may lose your save. 300 hours gone. You know, your Zelda progress gone. The fact that they're put cloud save there is great, but they're holding it hostage. You have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And then, and then not every game is going to work with it. Platoon 2 being one of them, which then defeats the whole purpose of having the cloud saves. <laughs> so, you know, and something tells me like the bigger Nintendo titles, the ones you really want to make sure you back up, they're not going to cover yeah. on a service you're paying for. It's different if it was free. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to get into that discussion, but uh, we're going to hold off just a second, though, um, because I think uh, I, I just want to quickly echo what you're saying, Barry, because I, I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly that. Um, and, and a little bit of what you're saying, Greg, like if you are excited to play, for instance, if Splatoon 2 online is your life, then yes, this is worth it because you have to do it to play online. If there's another online game that requires Nintendo Switch online service, then clearly this is going to be a huge deal for you. And yeah, you should subscribe. But if that's not the case, I'd say hold off for a month or so and see, see how it goes. And uh, maybe get it closer to Smash Brothers. See, kind of test the water, see how everybody else is going, see what we think about it, and, uh, and and then get it later. I think it's one of those things that, yeah, you might miss out on a month of possibly playing, uh, you know, Switch games online, but that's not a huge deal in the end. Um, to kind of just uh, just just wait back a little bit. That'd be my my opinion as well. Um, you know, it's always something you can get later. And and I think based on what we've seen so far, yeah. Yeah, maybe hold off for a little bit. Um, 
But I do want to talk about this this recent news um, that uh, was it Game Informer that that kind of got this this information. Am I getting that correct? I thought it was GameSpot. GameSpot. Okay, one one of them. Uh, one of the other. We'll give you guys credit. Um, go check out both their sites. They're great. Uh, so um, they they found out that not all games, like you said, Barry, are going to be uh, backed up with cloud saves, and uh, that's uh, that was a little surprising to me actually to, to find out and, and which games and, and how it all works. Um, and so like some of the games, like you said, Splatoon 2, which is like so weird because like one of the reasons why I wanted, would want to get Nintendo Switch online is to play Splatoon 2 online, but I don't get the full benefit because my clouds, my saves aren't, you know, backing up to the cloud. So that's cool. I get to play it online now, but I keep, or keep playing it online, but now I can't back up my save. Well, I couldn't to start with, so does that matter anymore? Like, I, I guess it's like, it's weird because like, it's it's like we're getting something that we, we don't have anything right now at all. But you're so, not getting something. You're some, actually instead paying for something you could do right now. That's really what they're doing. They're, right. they're literally saying, do you want to keep playing Splatoon 2 the exact way you're playing now? Pay us $20 or you can't do it. Right. And you're getting no added benefit. Right. Which, in honesty, like, is is kind of, like, I don't know, I can't remember if cloud saves were, I think they were announced at the very beginning. But but before it was, we, we kind of speculated they probably weren't going to do it. We wanted them to, but we weren't going to. So all we really thought we would get was online play through this, and we had some other hopes and dreams for it, but we really didn't know for sure until they announced it. So I guess, in a way, that's all we were really thinking we'd get. So if you have low, super low expectations, if you've been listening to our podcast for a long time and you've learned from all our, our discussion to have super low expectations for Nintendo, you're doing okay. <laughs> the rest of us that expect them to actually do something that makes sense, this, this is kind of crazy, right, Greg? Like, why, why would I mean, they do such a I don't know. I mean, that's where I kind of disagree with Barry on this because, I mean, Right out the gate, January 2017, they said they were going to be releasing an online service that you're going to have to pay for. So if you're going to be arguing like, oh, I had like a year free to play Splatoon 2 and now I'm going to have to pay to play on, continue playing online and I have to pay. And I'm like, that was the point to begin with when the system launched. So if you weren't aware that you were going to have to pay for it, well, that kind of stinks. But I would well, think course. most people would have known that the System, the online system was going to be launching at some point. I mean, but the I know point is you're not getting the full benefit of the the you're promised. You're you're promised this is what you're getting for your twenty dollars a year, and you can't even take full advantage of it with with Splatoon two. Just for example, yeah, we knew that there was going to be paid online. Yeah, Splatoon. You know, we've been over a year now with Splatoon two being able to play for free, but they're pretty much now saying, hey. You got to pay us, and you're not even going to take the full benefit. And we also don't know if the stability is any better. You, you could be paying for exactly what we have now, and that's not acceptable. Because yeah, right that. now it works because it's free, but it's not acceptable for $20 a year. Yeah. Here's another factor with cloud saves. I was just thinking about this, and I'm, I'm curious what you think. What happens if you decide to... I'm not going to pay, or you can't afford it one month. Now, what happens to your cloud saves? Do they hold them? Do they just delete them? And if they do hold them, how long do they hold them for? Uh, 
Yeah. I'm yeah. actually interested because that, that was one of my, my issues. Um, so back when I, I think I first got my PS3, um, I paid for the, the PlayStation Plus because I wanted cloud saves um, was one of the things. And and a couple of the games in particular, I, I do have in there. And, and then my hard drive broke in my PS3. And and it was, or not my hard drive, sorry, it started overheating. And uh, and I couldn't get on there to, to, to do any sort of backup manually. And so I ended up getting it. And I was kind of worried is like, are my cloud saves still there? Can I bring it back when I get my new PS3, all that sort of thing. And so that was a question I had uh, back then with with PlayStation and, and I would still have it uh, again with Nintendo. For them, they were still there and I was able to download, re-download. I don't know how long they stay there. I haven't played for uh, paid for PlayStation Plus in a while now. I don't know if my cloud saves are still there. Um, honestly, I, I don't care enough to do that research. Um, some of you guys in the chat might know that already and, and that's cool. But, um, but I do, I, I'm, I'm curious about if Nintendo will, will do the same. Will they let them sit there for so many months or years or whatever, or is it kind of one of those things that are just going to clear the cash after a while and, and sorry, your, your stuff's gone too bad. I honestly think cloud saves right out the gate are going to be a mess. Because Nintendo has this habit, and it's a very terrible habit, of underpreparing for virtually everything. They do not, for some stupid reason, do not expect to get the attention they get. The NES Classic and the SNE Classic are prime examples. They didn't expect those to sell. The Amiibos, they didn't expect those to sell like they did. Even the Wii they didn't expect that to sell like it did. The three, the DS had the same problem, and even the Switch. You know, when it launched, you couldn't get them. And and I understand console launches, but a lot of this stuff, they don't expect people to buy this in droves. And I don't think they're going to expect the amount of subscriptions they're going to get. I think they're like, hey, we're probably going to get maybe a million subscribers, and we're going to prepare for that. And they're going to get like 7 million or 8 million, and everyone's going to try to use cloud saves, and the service is going to crap out, and everyone's saves are going to be lost. And internet's not going to work, and they're going to be like, we didn't expect this many people to play, so we weren't prepared. So we need to call DNA and say, hey, guys, come over here and help us out because we don't know how to do internet. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the the big things that so you guys know, um, we talked about a couple of podcasts ago that that I I have experienced, unfortunately, the the cracks in my my Nintendo Switch. And, uh, and so I've been holding off on contacting Nintendo to get them to repair it or replace it or whatever they're going to do until Nintendo Switch Online came out so that I could at least get some cloud saves um, for, for my games. And at the time, I thought I'd be able to back them all up to the cloud and, uh, and no matter what they have to do, if they have to you know, ship me a new uh, Switch, that's fine. I can just download them back and I'll be ready to go and, and like nothing ever happened. Um, but, uh, but some of the games that have been announced like Splatoon 2 and the NBA 2K games, um, like, unfortunately, uh, they don't get backed up. I, I'm not planning on getting the, the Pokemon Let's Go game, so I won't be that disappointed about that, but I know a lot of people that are and like you guys, and you're going to be, you know, bummed that you can't have that if something bad happens to your Switch. And so I just got the, like, uh. Yeah. Eevee bundle for, for my wife today. I pre-ordered it. We we're going to be yeah. playing that. And it's like, if we lose that save data, that's like, oh, this right. knife to the heart. Yeah. And I, and I, here's the deal. I guess what, what they said is that the reason that they, they've claimed that they've made this decision um, is because they don't want anybody basically rewinding 
and, and going back to something. Let's say you get it, you trade it off uh, online and they don't want you kind of going back or, um, and getting it again, or or you trade or you use a particular item and you, they don't want you kind of rewinding and doing that. But, but to my understanding, um, Xbox and and PlayStation um, allow you to back up games, and they're not worried about this. So, I, I, is there any realistic reason why Nintendo is so bummed? Like, actually, think this is going to happen? This would be an issue. Why why can't they get around it? Like like Sony and Microsoft have. Yeah, that's that part is kind of alarming though, because I mean, I like to play the Mario Kart like online and then like the ranking was like, oh, I was always feeling very good when I had achieved a particular score. But knowing that I can't keep that like back up that score, that's kind of like really stinks. I mean, I know they don't want like you to like, oh, I hit the max score and then have it just drop down or whatever. And then, oh, I want to go back to my high score again. I mean, it's, I know, I guess I've heard like, Xbox and PlayStation have a way around it where you have to like pick a save and then it like deletes the other one. So it's like, it should work like that. I would assume. So then you can't have that rewind nature and it would just always have whatever file that you're keeping. So. Right. I mean, Nintendo has always been, you know, really, really, you know, wanting to, to combat the, the piracy and the cheating online and everything like that. But I don't know, Barry, like this just seems, it seems ridiculous. Like, Nintendo used to be a very forward-thinking company when it came to both technology and video games. And that happened up until the CD era started. And when they noticed the piracy <clears throat> that was available on the CD-based systems, that's what made them choose the cartridges for the N64. And with the PlayStation, was very, very easy to mod and and download you know games and the, and the same with the dreamcast you know you could easily get ripped games so they became very wary at this point and very secluse and very worried about piracy that's what led the gamecube to have the smaller discs as well and and even the wii u doesn't use blu-ray it used its own proprietary discs um and ever since then they've been backwards on technology they've been forward thinking on games still absolutely um, but in terms of technology, they've been backwards. And I just don't think, like I said, I don't think they're prepared. I don't think they, they have the knowledge or the know-how or the, the care. that They're too, they're like an ostrich. Their head is in the sand. And as long as they know what they know and they, they're surviving, then they're fine. But they're not taking their head out and looking at what other people are doing. There's blueprints out there. What Microsoft does, what Sony does, it's not like secret formula you know, and you have to go beat up Duke to get the secret family recipe. It's all out there. What's done is done. And they could just copy paste it and that would be fine. And most people would be fine. You know, we wouldn't have stipulations or, or any of that. But instead, they're limiting us. And not only that, but they're limiting us on a service we're paying for. And that makes it worse. So, hey, one of our features is cloud saves that you can't use on any of the games you want to play. But one to switch, you can. So we could put Nintendo games that are listed under there. No, I don't want to back up one to switch. I want to back up Zelda. Oh, you can't. Splatoon 2, you can't. Xenoblade, you can't. Mario, you can't. You know, what can I do? We'll let you do arms 
Is that okay? No, no. It's like, like we're paying for this service. This isn't a benefit that, that you're providing for us. You When you're giving us something for free, you 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 have to understand. Okay, we're what we get is a gift, but when you pay for something, you expect to get what you pay for. But but here's the here's the here's the big question. Maybe we're expecting too much because just to play the devil's advocate, because you know uh, Xbox Live and and PlayStation you know Plus are sixty bucks a year. This is only twenty bucks a year. Should we expect less because it is less money? We should expect we should expect exactly what we're promised. And and yeah, we are getting less. We're not getting, you know, the same games. We're not getting full Nindy games or indie games or XBLA games or PSN games or full priced sixty dollar games for free every month. Instead we're getting, you know, NES games that may or may not stay. We don't know. We have no idea what else the other ten games are. And you're still promising us a service. I don't care if if you know we're paying ten dollars or twenty dollars or a hundred dollars. If you say one of your selling points is this service, you need to provide it. If you then take the rug you know out from underneath and say, oh yeah, you can't use it on this many things, it loses value, and 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 you lose faith in the consumer because now the consumer feels cheated. See, if they came out instead, we were going to have cloud saves, but not every game right away. It would be like, oh, that's such a Nintendo thing to do. But we would have accepted it. But they didn't. They came out and said, we're going to have cloud saves. So everybody had their own expectations of what cloud saves means because of prior or you know, situations with other companies. Like you said, Steve, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to get the cloud save, and then I'm going to back up all my stuff and send off my Switch. And now suddenly, Nintendo's like, oh, you think you're going to do that? Well, other companies will let you do that. But no, sir, not us. We're not going to let you have those saves, even though you've earned them, even though you've done the work, because we don't want you to. <laughs> oh, and thanks for the $20, by the way. And that's it. That's the problem. They pulled the rug out from under you and, and, and me and everybody else. And that right there is what costs them consumers. That ruins trust between consumer and company. And it's a very Nintendo thing to do. And that's unfortunate because it shouldn't be. They should be outright, right away, right from the start. Not, it's September 10th. This just came out, what, today or yesterday or something mm -hmm. really, really recent. Supposedly, this is launching in the second half of September. September is a third over at this point. So we're really close to approaching that halfway point. That's a really terrible time to pull the rug out. This isn't when it was announced. Like, like uh, Greg mentioned, this was announced January of last year. Last year. So in a year and a half, you couldn't tell us, oh, by the way, this one feature that you're looking forward to, you're only going to be able to use it for only a few games and not every game until a week or two before it launches. Yeah. That's yeah. wrong. And, and I think yeah. kind of answer, answer to my, my own question, um, if, if they would have come out and said, you know what, it just costs too much money. You know, these games like NBA 2K, which have like five gigabytes saved data, we just can't back those up on our servers as we're limited. You know, we're only charging to $20 a month. Okay. That, that kind of makes sense. I can, I can believe that a little more. Um, and I, and maybe down the line, I knew that after a lot more, uh, people, you know, 
you know, customers and say, Hey, you know what? We'd be willing to pay $40 a month if to kind of help you beef up your server. A year. That's a year. not doing a month. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We'd be willing to pay $40 a month. No, um, $40 a year, like to, to help, you know, get extra, you know, better, um, servers to be able to do that extra stuff. That makes sense. But what they came out and said that is that they don't want people to exploit it and, and to rewind and do things like that. That doesn't make sense. Greg, can you like shed any light on like, I know you kind of, you work in the software field a little more kind of like, is there anything that we're overlooking that, that makes like Nintendo not be able to do this thing that, that Microsoft and Sony have been able to accomplish? I really don't, can't really think of a reason why they couldn't do it. I mean, as I even pointed out, like the solutions there with Sony and Microsoft, they can certainly implement a solution. It certainly seems like a little lazy on their point if they can't figure that out to get that done. Um, and what really stinks is it's like the really the data that most people want to preserve is like the online nature component. I mean, would it suck to lose Zelda? Yes, but that's probably going to be covered because it doesn't have an online component. So, I mean, obviously people want to maintain the rank and Mario Kart or Splatoon, whatever, or maybe they want to keep certain Pokemon from the various Pokemon games that will be coming out. You probably want to keep like win loss records from like Pokemon tournaments and stuff like that. So I would think you, that kind of data you definitely would want to have backed up is just like that insurance thing is like when you're, as soon as your system, either whatever breaks on no fault of your own, maybe it's stolen, then it's like, boom, no more online ranking and you have to start over again. And that's really, and people are not going to even want to rebuy that game if they had it digitally or whatever. So that's <laughs> really bad for the customer overall. So, you know, and I think Nintendo's overlooking something really big. Their online service is $20 a year, as opposed to the others charging 60 a year. There's wiggle room. They could easily say, look, for $20 a year, we're giving you better internet, we're giving you cloud saves for most games, and we're giving you the free games. For $40 a year, 30 or $40 a year, we're going to give you cloud saves on all games, and we're going to give you even better connection or something like that or, or more more free games or or something else just 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 some other package they're not opposed to doing packages they did it when the wii u launched for example so why not do something like that where hey you know what if those cloud saves are really important enough to you you'll pay a little more and those extra little money will help for the servers to keep them running even at 40 dollars a year that's still 20 dollars less they can still be competitive and and give and yeah, some people will say, well, it sucks. I want to pay 20 and I want to get all the benefit of 40. Tough shit. But what they did is they announced, here's everything you're going to get for $20. And we all expected that. We all had our own image of, oh, man, Nintendo's going to do this and this and this and this. And we were all suckered in. We were all suckered in. In a very Nintendo move, they said, no, you're not getting everything. And, and you know, yeah, the people who cheat, you know, there's a solution for that. If Splatoon 2 is getting ruined by cheaters, instead of punishing everybody else, ban the cheaters. There Done. you go. Done. Yeah. Because the limited, the amount of people that are actually going to pull this off are so limited, right? So limited. I mean, like, the vast majority of us just want a safety net for our, or for our game saves. 
like that's awesome just to have a safety net just in case my system craps out because we don't have another way of of backing up our game saves this this is an excellent deal and that's the way the vast majority of us would be using it like if there's really just a handful of, of people who are going to exploit this like you said just kick them off ban them and and just make it not possible for them to to access it anymore to play anymore or whatever like yeah why punish the rest of us uh for for the sins of just a few or or do even some coding in the game you know there are some some games out there that if you look up you know like cracked versions you know like they'll you have to get into an elevator in the first level and the elevator just never ends if they're playing a cracked version of the game <laughs> and they can never continue and stuff like that there are safeguards in games to prevent cracked versions do something like that if you're detected as cheating you know make it so you can't leave in cockpits or whatever like or you get in there and you can't move and you're just a sitting duck and people could just destroy you or or make you spawn in the middle with like with a flag that says i'm a cheater or something like humiliate <laughs> you and then ban the account like there's so many things you can do mm -hmm. and, and and that people have done and and nintendo's very creative creative ways of, of of publicly showing why you shouldn't cheat because when someone gets punished for something it makes others think twice about doing it themselves if someone who was big and in splatoon 2 for example and you know top rank and they're cheating and they get permanently banned well maybe i shouldn't cheat because now i could get caught and if more people get banned the less people will start you know we'll, we'll be cheating at that point well yeah the smash for wii u had that kind of system right didn't they like the Wii like if you were caught cheating and they gave you like the ban like the first ban was like whatever like a couple hours and then it like was like a week and then it was like forever i guess or something like that wasn't it yeah it's it's yeah. definitely not unheard of for yeah. sure uh, it's it's something that uh, nintendo has used before and, and other companies use all the time you know anti-cheat um sort of stuff and so yeah I, I agree with you guys. This is this is kind of ridiculous, and and I wish I wish they came out and said, you know what, we just can't we can't afford those servers prices. That, yeah, that would make more sense. But this this does not make sense. There was an instance in uh, I used to play Final Fantasy Eleven, a phenomenal game, and that had there was an exploit that was discovered that allowed people to duplicate items, including rare drops. So the best groups all on all servers. We're duplicating the best, rarest drops when they got it, give it outfitting all their people in the best gear. Like it was, you know, obvious. And people thought Square Enix wasn't going to do anything. And out of nowhere overnight, Square Enix banned it was something like, I don't know, 500,000 accounts permanently. And these were not only gamers, but these were people active in the forums, figuring out strategies. Like, and really, it, like the economies tanked on all servers because they were holding millions upon millions of gill. And all that gill is now immediately gone from the economy. And they, they obviously weren't killing the, the, the NMs and the monsters to, to get the drops to sell. And it, like the whole economy took months to recover from this, but we, we called it the banning. And you know what? People didn't use that exploit. That exploit was, they took advantage of it. They, you know, and people said, oh, I'm not going to cheat anymore because Square Enix means business. They're going to really come down on me. And is it worth me losing a character? I put hundreds upon hundreds of hours. This isn't Splatoon 2 where you put like maybe 200 hours and you feel good. We're talking seven, eight, nine hundred days here of gameplay um because it's an mmo is it worth losing it you know for this one quick thing uh no it's not and and that's it you can't be afraid to break a few eggs to make an omelet 
and we all want that omelet, so break a few eggs. Why should we lose out on, on cloud saves because of a few bad apples that want to cheat the system? If we didn't already have a show, show title, that would be it. Uh, yeah. Don't be afraid to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Nintendo's always taken this approach. I mean, that's kind of how Swapnote just kind of like ended on the 3DS because it was just because of those bad apples exchanging inappropriate messages. It was well, like, exactly. It was like, they, oh, they, people did this. Okay, now it's gone for everybody. So, yeah. And it's terrible. That even eliminated a, a Smash Brothers stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it is really interesting. It's it's almost like just Nintendo doesn't like you said. I think Barry, they they just don't know how to handle their own success. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and it's got a it's bit them in the butt several times. And uh, you know we still keep sticking around because we're we're suckers for a good Smash Brothers and a Mario and a Zelda game and all those other stuff that we get all the benefits that we get. But uh, man, it, it stinks that it comes along with some of the, these just pitiful decisions on their behalf as well. And you know what the thing that bothers me is the NES Classic was what three years ago now, two years, two years ago, and yeah, yeah. NES Classic was last year. Amiibos for 2014, uh, just just recent examples of their own success biting them in the ass. You would think they would have learned by now. You would think they would have said, you know what, let's hire a few people to make sure this doesn't happen again. Why don't you go out there? Feel what what people are, are interested in. See what people are going to be like. How many people are going to be, you know, uh, you know, purchasing this? They want to sell 20 million <clears throat> switches this year. They sold 15 million last year, fiscal year. Um, so that's 35 million people. 35 million if they get their goal. Let's say, you know, what? 15 million of that 35 decide to pay for online and that's that's being uh, it's under i'm sure it would be more well let's say only 15 million Fifth, you have to be able to handle 15 million you should build the system to handle all 35 million and if only 15 million do it okay well our system is more than capable and if all 35 million then you're like well we're, we're still built for it we're good in fact they should go higher they should build it for 40 for 50 for they should never stop improving but i don't i think they're going to put it out there and go that's good enough so like right away, it's going to be like, hey, wow, Nintendo did something right. You know, we're able to play. And three years down the road, when there's 60 million switches out there and 50 million people are trying to play, and it's like, you know, going like two frames a second, we're going to be like, what's going on, Nintendo? I'll be like, I don't know. Yeah, it worked fine two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see you really soon. Um, hopefully, we'll get a little more information. Uh, maybe in this uh, this postponed direct that eventually does hit, or maybe we'll just have to wait because they've been so horrible at uh, telling us information about this so far. So it's probably just going to launch one day, and then we're just going to have to find out for ourselves uh, what you're the gonna, rest of those ten games are and everything. You're going to log in to Splatoon like, yeah, hey, I want to or Mario Kart. It's going to be, like, I'm sorry, you now need to pay, but I didn't. What now? Right. <laughs> Shadow. <laughs> hey, guess what, guys? Shadow drop you owe us money now. Yeah. Yeah, we've already uh, taken twenty dollars from your account, so <laughs> so we'll we'll find out soon. Um, but uh, before we wrap up today, uh, let's talk about some games that we're uh, excited about playing over the next couple weeks. Uh, Greg, anything on on the docket that uh, is really exciting for you over the next couple weeks before the next podcast? Let's see. Um, well, I had mentioned that the Time Carnage one comes out in a couple days, so. Kind of excited to give that a shot for free, and we can give our thoughts later on in the coming weeks. Um, 
I know I was pretty excited for Undertale, so I might be checking that one out. And let's see if there's anything else. I don't think that was the main ones before the next podcast that I was looking forward to. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Barry, I know I know one that's on your list. Anything else? Torna, torna, torna. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying not to take on anymore. I got time carnage. I was, I, I need to, to download and, uh, and and give that a try. Uh, I, my goal is just to be, between now and the next podcast to finish all these games, which I've I've finished quite a bit of them. But Brick Duran is is really hooked me right now. But to finish as many as I can, so we can get some game chats recorded for you guys. So that come the 21st, I'm gonna say nothing else is going in the Switch for a while. I'm doing Torna, and then I'm gonna go back to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because there's a ton of of stuff that I haven't done because they've added stuff with the season pass, and I've just I haven't played it. So I'm gonna be so much, so much to do. And what sucks is Mega Man 11 is coming out uh, shortly after that, and of course Pokemon. Let's go, which I'll have to keep up with my wife because she's going to be playing it nonstop. And then, of course, Smash in, in September. And that's and then whoever else, whatever else is coming for review. Hey, guys, review this game. Oh, great. Now I get another game. You know, like like first world problems, but Torna, Torna, Torna. <laughs> I feel like you'll have it done in about a week, right? <laughs> torna? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably. Well, it depends on how big, but it's got a full retail. So I'm going to say I'm going to... God, it took me like a hundred hours to beat Xenoblade Chronicles too. So I'm gonna say maybe thirty to forty hours. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. About a week's worth. That sounds about right. Yeah, but see, the thing is, when <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles two, I was able to put in that time in a week because I like I, I played like eight nine hours a day. Like I was loving it. Now I got too much stuff going on. Like I'll be lucky if I get an hour and a half a day. <laughs> I'll be lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you said, Torna um, is coming out right before I leave. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be on the next podcast uh, because I'll be um, out of state at another event that's uh, going on in California. So uh, Barry and Greg are be here for you guys, um, but I'll be playing probably some Torna on the, the airplane a little bit and uh, several other games. Um, like you guys have said, I, I got several in my backlog um, that I need to catch up on. So. Uh, the good thing is there's not uh, beyond Torna. There's nothing else that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, there are some some indie games that that I've gotten recently that we you know planning through to to, to get some reviews and everything. But um, but honestly, they're they're more um, they're more on the work side of things. They're not games that I'm like overly excited to play. It's cool that I got uh, review codes and we'll be playing them for for you guys. But but uh, none of them like really really stand out that I'm like overly excited about. Um, one thing before we close out, I do want to mention that that's, I'm pretty excited about, and it's not coming out like in the next couple of weeks, but, um, but it was announced that uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles uh, is going to be remastered for switch as well. And, um, and I don't know about you guys, but I, I was a big fan. I, I have, I, I imagine that Barry was a big fan as well. Um, but that was, that was cool news that I, that I caught today. Um, wanted to throw it out there. If you, if you guys hadn't heard about it yet, um, that, that was, that was cool to, to see when I woke up this morning. They also revealed Tales of Vesperia, uh, definitive edition was de uh, delayed till January, which is fine. Cause the holiday season's crazy with the, with the special edition coming. So there's another great, great one. Cool. But I will say that next week's pod or next, next podcast, which is in two weeks, it's going to be me and Greg. Uh, we're gonna have a great time, even without you, Steve. But the podcast after that, which is October eighth, 
Um, we're actually not going to have a podcast. Instead, we're just going to have a giant game chat for Torna between me and Steve and Greg. We'll hopefully have played it at that point. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> we can, uh, I don't know. I think if, the, if more of us get it, maybe maybe convince them to, to get it. I don't know. We'll or we could do uh, Dragoia's Lost and see that Barry spent $100 into the nope. premium. Nope. <laughs> Won't happen. Won't happen. Wait, when does see. that even come out again? That's a... I think it's like September 27th. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to touch it, Torna. <laughs> why, why would I be playing on this when I've got Torna? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to do something when your uh, Switch battery runs out. No, that's why I have plugs all over. I've got three docks and I've got plugs all I'm, I'm good. I nice. won't die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike said in the chat, Final Fantasy uh, 15 Pocket Edition is coming yes, to. Yes, that's too. Yep. yep. So, which which was would have would have been in the direct, I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. So lots of, of great stuff coming up. Um, and like we said, we'll be back. Uh, well, these two guys will be back in two weeks uh, for our next podcast. I'll, I'll be back in a, in a couple weeks after that uh, for the one uh, following. Um, but thanks, everyone, for for tuning in to episode 157 of Nintendo Fuse podcast. And uh, again, if you have not subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the bell to be alerted uh, here on YouTube. And if you are listening via audio uh, after the fact, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app of choice as well. Um, no matter where you listen, where you watch, uh, if you like what you've been hearing, like what you've been seeing uh, from this podcast, make sure you leave us a review. Uh, that'd be awesome. And, uh, and share it with some friends that enjoy Nintendo as well. Um, Barry and Greg, thanks so much for, uh, for joining again on uh, another episode of this podcast. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, thanks to you all you again, and uh, we'll, we'll be here next time. See ya. Peace.